Welcome to Clubhouse. Uh-huh. What is a clubhouse? Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. a place where the music is good, uh-huh. and it smells good, uh-huh. and it feels good, uh-huh. and the vibes are right. It's Clubhouse uh-huh. with Dino and Shay. Welcome to the clubhouse. It's Shane. I'm here solo, Han Solo. This week, Dino is in Mexico enjoying some well-deserved R&R. So with the new format of our podcast, we're just going with the flow. And week over week, we're doing these different silos of content based on Salt Drop or the clubhouse or music or whatever. And, you know, you've heard me say this a million times, how much I like to just hear long format podcasts and just people talking about whatever. And um, so today I thought it would be fun to do Would You Rather. So play along with me. And some of these questions are really stupid and that's the best part. So let's get this. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's have fun. Okay. First question. (laughs) These are so stupid. Would you rather change your name to Moby Dick or Love Handles? Um, but definitely Moby Dick because any time to have Dick in your name is a great opportunity. Let's also talk about Richard. Like why is Dick the shortening of Richard? Can somebody email in and explain that to me? I don't understand it. Also, why is Jack for John? I don't get it. I know they both start with J, but it doesn't make any sense. I remember when my mom was telling me that her uncle Jack, his name is John. And I was like, but why don't they just call him John? then or like Johnny. There's so many shortenings for the name Johnny. It was like last podcast when we were talking about name shortenings and literally for Shannon, if you Google it, it's like Shan and non. No, false. I completely reject that. Be more creative, right? (laughs) It's like they're at the end of the day at the short name shortening, the the nickname factory. And they're like, well, what's the last name on the docket? Like Shannon. Like, well, we've got Shan and non. Let's clock out. It's just so lazy. So lazy. Would you rather have lunch with a cannibal or get abducted by fashion forward aliens? Well, if you know me at all, you know that my answer is abducted by fashion forward aliens, a faux show. I I feel like aliens would be fashion forward, even if they're not wearing clothes, like their shape would be fashion forward. They have like really big eyes and what have you. I really wonder if aliens look like what science fiction has drawn them to look like like big eyes, big foreheads, big brains and all that, like webbed fingers. But if they were fashion forward, I think they would wear hats maybe with maybe like feathers on them or big gowns. Maybe maybe it's just like us, maybe like the business aliens wear suits and and the fashion aliens are really avant-garde. I don't know, but that's an easy one, definitely. I don't... I mean, lunch with the cannibal. Okay, so we can all paint it in our head. It's Hannibal Lecter, and he's like, I'm going to have you look at some fava beans and a nice candy. Right, okay. Right? Like, we don't need to do that. That question feels unbalanced. It feels like definitely fashion-forward aliens. 
<laughs> Would you rather be a psychopath or a sociopath? Definitely a psychopath. There is no question. I have lived with a sociopath. That is a different kind of thrill ride in life. Let me tell you. Talk about unexpected twists at every <laughs> at every moment of your life. Um, yeah, everybody's a little psycho, right? Cupid psycho. That's what that all is. Would you rather eat bugs or cat food for the rest of your life? Cat food? I don't know. The the jelly, like the gelatin stuff that kind of out of the can on cat food kind of weirds me out. But maybe it's good. Maybe it's kind of like ambrosia salad, you know, that your aunt brings to Thanksgiving that's got like fruit in it and has dole whip. Oh, not dole whip. Has, oh, what is that stuff called? Whip. Cool whip. I remember when uh, they did that joke on Family Guy about Stewie saying cool whip, and he says the, the whip, like whip. Ooh, let me have some of that cool whip. What'd you say? You can't have a pie without cool whip. Cool whip? Cool whip, yeah. You mean cool whip? Yeah, cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. You're saying it weird. Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? What are you talking about? I'm just saying it. Cool whip. You put cool whip on pie. Pie tastes better with cool whip. Say whip. Whip. Now say cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. I feel so seen. Thank you, Seth McFarland. I feel so seen. Would you rather spend the rest of your life watching Harry Potter or reading Harry Potter? Definitely watching, duh. Have you even heard Clubhouse Binge? Yeah. And I'm dyslexic, so reading is not easy. That's why Audible was a great invention for me, because I'd much rather listen to a book, because usually I'll read the same page 19 times and be like, okay, over it. Eyeballs crossed. Done. Would you rather live in a bubble or a tree until you die? Um, uh, depends. Is it one of those bubbles like the Tyra Banks made the models walk in in America's Next Top Model where they had to walk down the runway in that blow-up ball? In that case, no, because it would probably fog up and get really gross in there. And can you imagine like, if you couldn't shower, how horrid that would smell? Ugh. Um, tree, if it's a, a tree house, then... Yeah, definitely tree. You could I've seen some nice tree houses in my life. I mean, you could have plumbing. Birds would be your friends. I say definitely tree. Okay, here's a hundred percent the stupidest. And granted, I'm getting these on the internet, so obviously <laughs> some are better than others. Would you rather play with dynamite or play guitar? Um stupidest question of all time. However, it does make me think of that Lost episode where that character that was only on for like three episodes, the teacher gets blown up by dynamite when they go to the Black Rock. If you've seen Lost, you know what I'm talking about. And that was funny because literally all the people that were with him got human pieces on them when he blew up. They're playing, not playing with dynamite. It's not like they were like, hey, let's uh, bang these like drumsticks. They were trying to transport it to the others were coming to get them. This is so much information. If you've never seen Lost, you're like, who are the others? Uh, but watch Lost. If you haven't seen Lost, get, come on, get with the program. It's a fantastic show. Um, but he's moving this dynamite that's old, which is not good. And he's talking about how much he knows about dynamite because he was a science teacher. And he's like, listen, I know everything. And then just human pieces all over the place. It was funny. First of all, let me just say for a second, who wrote these? Because the next question is, would you rather be invisible or kicked by a donkey for 584 days? First of all, where did you come up with the number 584? I want to talk about that. Second of all, kicked by a donkey or invisible? I'd rather be fucking invisible, right? 
like when you saw, let's go back to Harry Potter, Cloak of Invisibility, tell me you haven't thought about having that in your life 300 times. Go around and see what people are saying about you. I wouldn't do that because I don't give a fuck what people think about me, but I could sneak up on people. Would you rather the aliens that make first contact be robotic or organic? Which would be less likely to wipe us off the face of the planet? Um, Well, I did just watch a show called Colony that was kind of about this. And it was weird because they didn't let you in on whether the, the, they called them the hosts were organic or robotic. They seem to be a mixture of both. I think both would be terrifying. Um, in that scenario it was cause they were kind of co-opting the earth, taking it over. Um, I would love it if they were like ET and they just wanted to hang out in a pile of stuffed animals with Drew Barrymore. I think that would be kind of cool. And they wanted to eat Reese's pieces. I want them to be like that. Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Um, my ability to read sucks as it is, like I said, dyslexic. Um, so I like to listen to books and things like that. That's why I like to listen to podcasts so much. Would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales? Easy fur. Done. I would love to be a fluffy creature, like a Muppet. Like if I could mix Cookie Monster with Rolf and Janice from Electric Mayhem. If you know what that is, hats off to you. If you don't, do a little deep dive into Muppets. That would be my Muppet. And maybe Gonzo. I love Gonzo. Even though Gonzo doesn't have fur, it doesn't matter. I would be Muppet-esque and probably have those like feather-like bangs as my hair and fur as my body. Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? Easy, 20 minutes early. My dad used to say, if you are on time, you're late. And I think that's part of coaching for sure. That was what he told his players. Um, I am always somebody who is on time and it is a skill I learned working at Disneyland. I think it is a skill in life that is incredibly important to develop because not only does it show that you value the other person's time who you're showing up for, but you value your own time, which, you know, time is what you have. It's the only thing you truly own and you don't really know how much of it you have, but when you're responsible with it and you honor it and you honor other people's time, it's a a form of respect. So yeah, I'd say early and then I'd just, you know, have a little boucherie in a store or grab a coffee or something because you never know when you're going to be, especially if you're depending on public transit or, um, I'm somebody who cycles a lot of places living in Amsterdam. You just never know what things are going to pop up. So why not arrive cool, calm, and collected rather than stressed out and have to walk in and go, oh my gosh, my bike got a flat tire. And uh," you know, it's like starting off a conversation with excuses or like stress is not, it's not the greatest way to start a meeting. So I say 20 minutes early. Would you rather know the history of every object you touched or be able to talk to animals? Talk to animals Easy question. (laughs) Would you rather be married to a 10 with a bad personality or a six with an amazing personality? Well, let me just tell you from Judge Judy's lips, beauty fades, dumb as forever. Looks are so temporary. And let me tell you, if you're all caught up in that and you're not worried about somebody making you laugh, when shit hits the fan and life gets real and like I'll reference my mom and my dad was a 10. He was a total stone cold fox, but also had the personality of like a 27. Just so funny. But when Parkinson's hits and 
you become somebody's caretaker. And, you know, even though when your mind is the thing that's going, the moments when my dad was still able to be funny during those times, it was like, I used to reference it thinking um, like a whale, right? Like whales go down in the ocean and swim. And then every once in a while, you'll see them pop up and you're like, oh, it's a whale. That was my dad at the end. It was like, when he would pop up and make a joke, you're like, there he is. There he is. Uh, so I would say funny, amazing personality for sure. I would be with a frog if they were funny. I mean, it was like Michigan J frog, like that one from Looney Tunes. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. That one. Yeah, him. <laughs> if, if, okay, so this is like a caveat. Next question. Would you rather be able to talk to land animals, animals that fly, or animals that live under the water? First of all, aren't animals just animals? Why can't I talk to all of them? Why do I have to choose? And then side question, if I'm talking to animals that live underwater, does it sound like this? Because if it does, then definitely water animals. Would you rather spend the rest of your life with a sailboat as your home or an RV as your home? Oh, that's tough because I've toured around um, in a van, being in a band, which I loved. Uh, and it's an incredible way to see a country. Would you rather have an easy job working for someone else or work for yourself, but work incredibly hard? Um, definitely the latter. I, I <laughs> there have been so many times in my life when I have worked jobs and that made great money, but I was wildly unhappy or, um, like I've talked about on the podcast before, there was two times in my life when I was giving fake reviews or off-cycle reviews at a job in an effort to sort of diffuse my fire. Um, I'll go into it just a touch. So when I worked at Disneyland, I was given a fake review or an off-cycle review in an effort to deflate my um, spirit, I guess, by somebody who was intimidated of my success, which was crazy because that person had been there for 15 years and I had only been there for about three at the time. And to me, it was somebody who I really respected and liked a lot and thought of as a mentor. So that was really crushing for me. And I was young too. So it was incredibly crushing. It was a woman. Um, and I thought it was kind of crazy to tear down another woman who was being successful in business. I thought it was really crazy. And then the part that was even harder after that was having to go to her boss, whom I also respected greatly, to tell him what had happened, which was humiliating. It was mortifying. Um, but also I came to him openly and said, listen, if this is truly the feedback about me, I am open to it and I want to change it to which he said, that's absolutely not the feedback about you. None of this is accurate. Um, and I'm going to leave it there. And he didn't go into depth at all, but he said, this is not, this was not authorized. And, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you with what's going to be done. And I think the fact that she had been there for so long is what saved her from being let go. Um, and I didn't want her to get let go at all. Cause I, and I also didn't want it to be awkward for me, like people make mistakes and that's fine. And she made a massive mistake. That was a huge lapse in judgment as a manager of people to do something like that. It was just silliness. However, what it did for me was it catapulted my career and, and thank you for that. But it also put me into a very uncomfortable situation at a new place at the park, which also forced me to grow 
and and change. But then you have this happen in your career and you're like, oh my gosh, it's that's so shocking. But then years later, it happened again and again by a woman. And again, it was a humiliating experience where I had to go to all these department heads that I worked with and say, hey, I need to show you this review and say, is this really your thought? Because I didn't think we had this relationship and this didn't seem like how we interfaced. And if you have feedback about my performance, I thought you would just tell me and be open about it. And each one of those people, when I reapproached them, said, I don't think this about you. These are not my words, which can you imagine how mortifying that is to have to go to people that you work with that you respect and and also just the the stress that's involved in that the anxiety the worry and then uh, a couple months later uh, they got rid of my entire department so I got laid off along with about 75 other people and in the meeting with HR the HR rep who I could not stand said, well, did you want to know the results? This is like, as I'm being let go, do you want to know the results of our investigation into that review you were given? I'm like, well, I don't really care. You're letting me go. So I know what the truth is because I talked to everybody. She's like, well, we found that you were right. None of it was true. I'm like, yeah, no shit. You know, like no shit, Sherlock. And then the best thing about that was three months later, they called me about having my job back. They had changed the job title by like 10% and they're like, hey, this is so-and-so and we just wanted to know if you're interested in coming in and interviewing for this job. I'm like, did you do any research as to who had that job beforehand? They're like, well, yeah, it was you. I'm like, so why are you want to hire me back if you just let me go? They're like, well, it was budgetary and blah, blah, blah. And, th- and this is after I had moved across the country for this job. And then they call you to have it back. And I said, I want to I be really crystal clear about something. No. My answer is 100% no. 100% no. And they're like, well, we'll pay you more. And I said, that shoves it to 120% no. Absolutely not. So that was stemming from, would you rather have an easy job working for someone else or work for yourself, but work incredibly hard? Yeah, working for yourself is hard and you don't always know where the next paycheck is coming from, but the hustle is real and strong and it makes you grow. Yeah, I'm somebody who, since I moved to Europe, have been self-employed. And it is incredibly difficult, but I do also really enjoy it. So I think I would go work incredibly hard. It's, it's gratifying. It's satisfying at the end of the day. Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet? That's a hard pass for me. Or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? I would love to cure Parkinson's. After watching my dad suffer with Parkinson's, I, I would love to do anything I could to help anyone, dementia, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, any of those. They are horrible, horrible diseases that suck the life out of people. And and it's very hard to watch, but you also learn incredible lessons. I think something that out of that situation I'm very grateful for is the incredibly honest conversations that my dad and I had. Because when, when you get the death clock, um, and you know that something's going to be what wipes you out, the filters are gone. There's no filter anymore. And, and I would sit in there with my dad when Ben and I would go 
to California and then like we tell my mom, go do everything, you know, do all your appointments, go see your girlfriends, but just don't worry. Like we're here with him. We'll take care of him. It's going to be great. And I would just sit in there with him and ask him questions and talk. And when you're given the opportunity to ask questions that you might not be able to ask later, I wrote them down and I asked him as many as I could. And he wasn't always lucid enough to answer them all. But if I, a lot of times too, when he would get on a topic, he could stay with it in the, in the beginning. And I'm so glad that I did that. And I, I encourage anybody that, yes, fear is a huge part of when somebody is dealing with disease and, um, you can either run and hide from it or you can face it and you can go, okay, is this hard for me? Yes. But you know who it's way harder for him. And you know who else it's way harder for my mom. And I am a third party in this. And what can I learn from the situation? So that's my answer. I, I would love to cure Parkinson's. Would you rather have unlimited international first-class tickets or never have to pay for food at restaurants? Uh, first-class tickets, 100%. I would go home every other week to see my mom. If you listen to the episode with my mom, it's uh, that I love that woman so fiercely and she is my favorite human and I wish I could teleport her here and hang out with her 24 seven. That's definitely the hardest part about living internationally is not having my mommy close. Cause I am freaking obsessed with her. So that was an easy question to answer. Would you rather be forced to dance every time you heard music or be forced to sing along to any song you heard both ding, 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 ding. Don't care. I already dance to every song that comes on and I sing along. So stupid question, both. There's no, would you rather would you rather have all your clothes fit perfectly or have the most comfortable pillow, blankets, and sheets in existence? Uh, pillows, blankets, and sheets, for sure. Because I love wearing oversized clothes and they don't fit perfectly and I don't give a shit. I love it. I'd rather be comfortable. And I have a really weird body type to dress. I have no torso. I have no waist. I am just a like box. But then I'm curvy. Like I have boobs and hips and I'm tall. But finding... Like you can't wear a paper bag pant because your boobs are one inch above where that paper bag waist is. You can't wear a peplum. You can't wear anything, you know, nothing cinched at the waist because there's no, if you're straight down, it just doesn't work. It's a very difficult body to dress. So I just wear everything oversized and I have for a really long time and I don't care at all. So sheets, pillow, blanket, all that. We just got um, our friend's mattress and she moved back to New York and we thought that it was the same size as our bed, but it's smaller. So instead of replacing our bed, we just put it on top of our bed. So now we've got this layer cake effect to our bed, which I'm super into and it's very comfortable. So now I just find it. Now I need to find the most comfortable pillow and blankets, but it's going to be summer. So I don't even sleep with a blanket in the summer. Would you rather move to a new city or town every week or never be able to leave the city or town you were born in? A uh, 100% move to a new city or town. Uh, I moved f- 20 times in 40 years, which is, oh, I'm 41 now, almost 42. Uh, that was a lot of moves, a lot of different places, and I love it. Travel broadens the mind, and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations broadens the mind. It also makes you realize what you really need in life, which is not a lot. Uh, the things that travel with you become very important. I'm somebody who doesn't understand going to a store and buying a thing 
to put in a place that's just a thing that means nothing to you. Um, like I always say this, but balls in a basket on a table, I don't get that. That makes no sense. It doesn't mean anything to you. That is stuff. You don't need stuff. Surround yourself with things that you love and make things into art. Like in my closet, I hang things out in the open that I love because they make me happy and it's pretty. My jewelry, I can see it and my necklaces are hung and I look at them and it's art. It doesn't have to be like, this is a painting, put it on a wall, you know, think outside the box in those ways. And when you surround yourself with things that you love, your life becomes better and you see a memory when you look at a wall instead of just seeing that um, basket of balls on your table. Ba- not basketballs, but a basket of balls. Would you rather travel the world for a year on a shoestring budget or stay in only one country for a year but live in luxury? Definitely luxury. I'm not much of a backpacker and I do not actually like travel. Like I hate airports. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in my early career traveling a lot. Um, I'm not a body type that sits well on an airplane because of how long my legs are. So my knees are always in the back of the chair in front of me. It's highly uncomfortable. I have really bad knees, so they get stiff. I have to get up every, you know, 30 minutes to get the blood flowing back to my low half. So I would much rather explore one country, get deep into whatever their culture is for that year and have like a nice terrace or a pool or something like that that was just fabulous, like a really soft robe that I could put on when I went out to drink my coffee in the morning on my nice terrace. Would you rather be a reverse centaur or a reverse mermaid? What? Okay. If you don't know what a centaur is, a centaur is like a man on top and a horse on the bottom. Uh, Probably a reverse centaur. I think that's like, I don't think I'd want a female body with a fish face. Um, I think I'd rather have a horse face and a human body maybe. Would you rather your only mode of transportation be a donkey or a giraffe? Um, mostly a giraffe because I'd want to be friends with a giraffe. That's, you know, I don't think I'd actually really ride it. I'd just walk next to it and talk to it and be friends since I can talk to animals, remember. Would you rather every shirt you wear be kind of itchy or only be able to use one ply toilet paper? Well, get ready for some science, folks. One ply toilet paper can be doubled over and then it becomes two ply. So, I hate shirts that are itchy. I cut tags out of everything because even the softest tag, like the printable tag where they screen print it, that was the best invention of the 20th century because itchy tags are the worst. And I'm a little bit like the princess and the pea in that way. I I will take a shirt off if it's even remotely itchy. I can't wear wool. My skin just crawls. I have very sensitive skin, but... Yeah. I th- see there's also the, the loopholes in these questions. So the one ply toilet paper, they didn't think about that one too much. Would you rather be compelled to high five everyone you meet or be compelled to give wedgies to anyone in a green t-shirt? <laughs> Just think about that for a second. People walking down the street in green t-shirts and you feel the compelling urge to go give them a wedgie. Um I'm going to go with high five. I love a high five. Part of this whole COVID thing and not touching people really messes with my vibe because I love hugs. I love high fives. I love love. (sighs) Would you rather have skin that changes color based on your emotions or tattoos appear all over your body depicting what you did yesterday? Definitely that one. Um, That would be really funny, but I just don't have a lot of room to put. It would all be on my middle and like 
my legs, my legs are pretty tattooed, but they have more space since they're long than my arms do. Uh, left at least my back is pretty open. Yeah. I want that one. I want the, the depicting stuff I did. I would make sure to do really stupid shit so that the tattoos were awesome and worth it. And here's the question between the days, do I have to get them removed stuff removed and put back on? Cause that sounds kind of painful. If you've ever had a tattoo removed, Oh, yikes. It's like worse than getting them done. I've only had one lightened so I could go over it, but mm, uncomfortable. Would you rather 30 butterflies instantly appear from nowhere every time you sneeze or one very angry squirrel appear from nowhere every time you cough? Butterflies, duh. I mean, I like squirrels, but if you sneezed and butterflies came out, like, come on. Yes. Magical. Would you rather live in a cave or a treehouse? It depends. What is the climate like where I'm living? If it's really like hot, maybe a cave. Like I'm picturing Petra in, I think it's in Jordan, that really amazing cave, like carving that looks like a palace that was in Indiana Jones. Do you guys remember that? It's, if you don't Google it, it's beautiful. But if you could live in a cave and look at that palace, that would be pretty sick. You have a nice view. And at least you'd be protected from the elements because the desert's pretty extreme. If you lived in a rainforest, maybe in a treehouse, that would be cool. But then again, like animals are all up there and they could eat you. So maybe a cave. Would you rather live without the internet or live without AC and heating. Well, I live without AC because this is Europe. Um, the heating would be rough in the winter, but you can always put more clothes on. I lived without the internet for a long time before it was invented, but I do like having it now. It makes research a lot easier. But I do like the internet. I'd say the internet. Would you rather have a flying carpet or a car that can drive underwater? I'm going to say a car that can drive underwater. That reminds me of a James Bond movie. I cannot remember. It was maybe View to a Kill. Not View to a Kill. It was The Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, and it was a Lotus Esprit S1 sports car. Uh, and I think they called it Wet Nelly. <laughs> Is it weird that I know all this? It was so good. We drove the car like into the water. And then it turned into a submarine, and then he drove it out of the water onto the beach. So good. That one, definitely, for sure. And I don't like heights, so flying carpet's kind of out. Especially if there's no seatbelt on the flying carpet. Like, what if the flying carpet decides to start doing loops, and then I just fall down? No. Yeah. Like, I, when I was watching Aladdin as a kid, and the magic carpet was, like, doing all those little circles, and then did a round, like, a, a, a loop-de-loop, and then... And then they kind of fell through the air and it caught them. Like, yeah, no, that's, that's not me. That would be horrifying for me. That would not be a magic carpet ride. I wouldn't be singing. I wouldn't be enjoying myself. I'd be like, can I bring my feet to terra firma, please? And then we can continue this beautiful song and dance that we're doing, falling in love. Would you rather be a bowling champion or a curling champion? Curling. I have loved curling since I was young. I remember watching it on the Winter Olympics going, what the F is this? It looks amazing. And then um, a bunch of my friends, my LA posse, we went to a curling, I'll call it a workshop, I guess. It was at a big ice rink and it was just the, where people who were on this curling team taught other people how to play. 
and you didn't have to have any experience or anything. And it was so much fun. So much fun. If you've listened to Clubhouse Binge, uh, the Star Wars episode with Wade, he was one of the friends that I did this with. And we had the best time. So definitely curling. You know, Ben is really good at Wii bowling. And the last time we were home, he developed this weird kind of throw where he spins around on one foot as he's bowling. And after he developed this, he bowled a perfect game on Wii, 100 pin bowling. Unbelievable. I have video of it. It's in my Instagram on my uh, stories. I think it's under Benny, perhaps, if you if you want to follow up and look at it. Pretty good. Pretty funny. Perfect game. Would you rather be completely invisible for one day or be able to fly for one day? Uh, flying is out for me. Like when people ask me the superhero question, like if you could have a superpower, what would it be? It's not flying. It's not invisibility. It's none of those. I want the ability to pee out of my finger. And let me tell you when this all started. Touring in a band with all men and me, it becomes very difficult to get them to stop the van to pee because they can all take out their dingle dongles and pee into bottles. And I got really good at peeing in Gatorade bottles because the mouths are wider, but it's still not easy. I mean, it's not clean, that's for sure. And and then when they know you're peeing, they're going to start messing with the brakes and try to make you pee all over yourself, which, you know, it's really nice. But uh, if I could pee out of my finger, I could just stick my finger out the window and like, and then it's done, over. So superhero, pee finger, that's what I would want to do. And it does also double as a super power weapon because Dr. Octagon, Dr. Octopus, what's his name? The guy from Spider-Man, whatever, he comes along to try and harsh your vibe and then you just pee finger, right? It might not destroy him totally, but it definitely gets him out of your way for a while. If you're in the desert and you're insanely thirsty, pee drink. It's like Gatorade. But ultimately, I don't think I would want it as a super weapon. It would just be a super relief tool. My friends had a superhero party once, and my friend Megan, who's one of the funniest people I know, Everybody came as like Spider-Man, Superman, you know, all these different superheroes. And she came dressed in a pencil skirt, like very business looking with glasses on the tip of her nose, a clipboard and a pen. And I was like, Megan, who's Megan? She's super busy. Amazing. Just incredible. Would you rather take amazing selfies, but all of your other pictures are horrible or take breathtaking photographs of anything but yourself. I feel like I take breathtaking photographs of anything but myself unless I have my ring light and my face is done and angles and filters and things. And I'm not somebody who I don't filter shame. I love filters. I think they're fantastic. And and people are like, but they're so damaging because nobody really looks like that. If you can't separate the fact that you don't really look like that, there's deeper problems. I know I don't look like that. The reason I like looking at filters is I'm like, oh my God, look at her. Isn't she fabulous? Like, Or, oh my gosh, look at the way that this filter did eyeliner on me. I'm going to go try that in real life. Like, I am not delusional that I do not look like that 100%. That doesn't bother me at all. 
So I don't know. I think taking an amazing selfie is work. You have to understand that the 200 pictures that you don't use, like they don't, some people are naturally really photogenic, but some people have to try to get that photo. I am not a naturally photogenic person. I know my angles. I know which way to turn my face. I know how to find the light, but that took a lot of like watching America's Next Top Model when I was young and then getting into makeup and doing hair and stuff like that. You learn from being on photo shoots. Like you watch other models you watch people find their light and whatever, and then you just learn and you get good at it. You learn how to pose, you learn which way to turn and all that. I think there's a lot of, there's a learning curve involved with taking a good selfie. And, you know, I obviously, this is a would you rather, but I'm, I, am I always trying to find the hack of like, well, you could do this and you can do that and you don't have to have one or the other. You can have both. <laughs> would you rather lose your best friend or all of your friends except for your best friend? I think the concept of best friend is weird, like rating your friends. I also thought when MySpace was a thing that having a top eight was really weird. Like, wh- what does that even mean? Um, I, I have lost a good friend before. And it was one of those situations where it was like, I forgot they existed because they did me wrong. They did me dirty. And that happens in life. I think there's a lot to learn from those things. And people come and go. Sometimes people come into your life for two months and then they leave. And the whole point is to teach you something, whether it's you teaching them something or them teaching you something. There is always a lesson to be learned in everything in life. And if you search for that meaning and just constantly try to be better, you know, I think that's, that's where the goodness lies in there. So I don't, yeah, I'm not really a believer in best friends. I don't have a ranking system. I love all my friends. Friends come and go definitely, but you have to know that friendship is work and that you need to maintain friendships. And also you don't have to see somebody every day or be constantly in their face to still be someone's friend. Like my friend, Marissa, I love the crap out of her. And we met And she came to Coachella with me the next week. So we met on like a Tuesday and the next Friday she was going on vacation with me. And we had just met, but I knew the second we started talking, I was going to be friends with her for the rest of my life. And she's not a big texter. She's not a big social media person. And, and we don't see each other that often, but when we do, it's like picking up right where you left off. Would you rather be the absolute best at something that no one takes seriously or be well above average but not anywhere near the best at something well-respected. Something I have learned living all over the world and working in different industries is that you will find your people and your niche. And just because maybe the world thinks that like the Olympics is the pinnacle of sport or whatever, you know, that's the most widely respected thing, like, okay, fine. But A niche of people might think that basket weaving is the most important thing in the world. And so in that niche, if you are the most well-respected person, then fantastic. I think something that my dad told me, and it's from a book, um, he used to say, make the big time where you are. And I've never forgotten that. And I apply that to my life daily because I, I think... He took that piece of advice from this book, I believe was written by a coach. Uh, And something I never understood as a child growing up was when he got opportunities that to me seemed like, why would you not take this? Like coaching in the NFL, right? 
I thought that as a coach, that was the pinnacle of what you would want to get to. Like, why would you not do that? And there were multiple reasons that I learned later on in life, which was one, he didn't want to relocate the family, even though my sister and I were like, let's go. Um, My mom was very happy in California. He was very happy in California. But even deeper than that, he liked coaching at the level he coached at because when it got to NFL and these big paychecks and stuff, ego is something my dad despised. And he liked the developmental stage. He liked being able to make a difference in somebody's career and help them get to the pinnacle of their career, be a piece of the puzzle that gets the person to where they're going. Um, Not managing egos and people who have just come into like millions and millions of dollars and already think their shit doesn't stink. But I thought that was really interesting. Make the big time where you are. Like if you think what you're doing is important, then it is. And if you treat the community that you're serving with that respect, then just think about how much better your work is going to be. And you're not constantly like, why don't I have this? Why am I not at this level? Instead of being like, wow, how lucky am I to be at this level and what I'm doing and loving what you're doing. And if you don't love what you do, change what you do. Go do something different. You're not stuck there. You can do anything. You can look at Madonna. You can reinvent yourself 6 million times. Do it every 10 years. Change jobs. I mean, unless you're like a doctor or a lawyer and you went to school for a million years to do your profession and then, you know, be a doctor or a lawyer or change your mind and do something different. It's fine. You're never, you're never stuck. You can always change. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to let you guys get back to whatever you're doing, wherever you're walking, wherever you're riding with your pearl in the background moaning. Dino will be back next week. Hopefully we'll have some good stories about his vacation. I was looking at his Instagram and there was this massive lizard hanging out by the pool. When I say lizard, I mean like iguana hanging out by the pool. And I didn't realize that he was taking his vacation in Jurassic Park. But I'll tell you one thing. If that thing was hanging out by the pool, I know one person that wouldn't be anywhere near it. And it's probably my mom. You go, girl. If you haven't listened to that episode, listen to it. It's funny. Well, have the best day. If you want to get in touch, if you have a good would you rather question, if you have a question in general, you can email the pod at clubhousepod at gmail.com. Clubhouse is spelled C-L-U-B-H-U-I-S. Or you can find us on Instagram at clubhousepod, same spelling. You can find Dino at Dino Malvone on Instagram and me at Shane Camaro. And we'll see you next time. Have the best day. Bye.